Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Co. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hello. What's good, everybody? <laughs> it's good to be here. Um, also joining us is my producer and brother. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello. Uh, wow. I'm so excited for today's show. I've been looking forward to it all week. We have a pretty big show this week, so let's not waste any time. Let's get into plugs really quick. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can we find you? At JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram as well. Yeah. And Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And and also on Twitch, you can find me at It's Punchline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be streaming every once in a while. Yeah, uh, the theme song music is by uh, our theme song guy, uh, Drum Foo. You could follow him on Instagram at Drum underscore Foo. Uh, give him a follow. He's fucking awesome. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and, and Instagram. If you have any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk about, email us at NewJumpCityPod at gmail.com. Or you can just comment below. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll, we'll respond. We're cool like that. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we have a few episodes that are not on YouTube uh, that are exclusively on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So if you prefer the audio medium, uh, check it out there. Uh, also, FYI, the audio version of the podcast usually come out before the video one. So it's a great way to get your get first dibs on every episode. Um, and if you're listening to the audio, uh, there's links in the description that will bring you over to uh, the, the YouTube channel where we have full video capability. You can see the panels we're talking about, all that cool stuff. Uh, and uh, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, and, um, and give us a five-star review while you're at it. Uh, I think that's it. There are also links to everything in the YouTube descriptions as well. So if you're into that, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. And without sp- uh, further ado, spoiler alerts ahead. Let us randomize. Son of the bitch! Chainsaw Man. Uh, no, well. Yeah, we are on Chainsaw Man Chapter 82. Always eat a hearty breakfast. Um, last we left off, uh, Makima fucking murdered power in front of Denji's eyes. And uh, we pick up pretty much exactly where that left off. Uh, the very first couple panels are literally just power on the ground. And, uh, she yeah. Just, yeah, she just closes the door. She doesn't even move the body. She just leaves it there. It's fucked up. And then they just go back, you know, back to the couch. And uh, Denji's, like, in pure shock as, as Makima's like, hey, is your tea cold? Should I make more tea? <laughs> and, you know, Denji's trying to process this. He asks her, he's like, Makima, am I dreaming? And then Makima just goes down to his fly and starts trying to, like, and starts, like, unzipping his pants, it seems, and, like, I guess she's is like. Is that what it looks like? I think so. Like she's like. I think fuck- she. I think she's just like in his lap. That's all. Let's just say that. I thought she was like fucking with him a little bit. She just no, goes no, down no, to no, his no. lap and just to mock him, and then she starts laughing. Very next panel, she's just laughing her ass off, 
And Denji can't even believe it, dude. He's like, fuck. And she's just laughing. Um, she tells her to t- she tells Denji to take off his shirt. And then just like hangs out on his lap. And um she explains like her motivation for all of this madness. Just gives it to him straight. Yeah, he's like, now that everything's done, <laughs> um, she basically says like she knows that um she that him and Pochita have like kind of an agreement that in exchange for him trying to find a way to live a normal life, uh, he would give him uh, Pochita would give Denji a heart because if you remember in the very first chapter, Denji was like on death's door, and he made a they made a promise a deal together, and it wasn't just like a regular deal; it was a demon contract, which makes absolute sense. Uh, it's yeah, I mean we we've had. Later on in the series, because that was the very first chapter, mind you, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they give plenty of examples for you to first to be like, yeah, makes total sense that, you know, that's not something you could easily get rid of or pry with force. You know, you, you know, you have to go about it a certain way. Yeah. Um, makes total sense. Yeah. It was, just, it's funny that we didn't think about that because it's like probably the friendliest demon contract you can make in the series. You know, they were like, really good friends so it seemed like really buddies promising each other more than here's my soul <laughs> taking an exchange for yeah right because you know like the but it does make sense now for sure you know what i mean after the, after the fact yeah and so makima has apparently she just randomly knows about this and asked herself is like how could i break that contract so basically what she's done in in so many words she she's decided to make Denji's life like happier and try to make like maintain a happy life for Denji until it became a normalcy in his life. So he had Aki, she, I don't know how much of it was like her plan, but she had Aki like play his older brother and power became his bratty little sister. And it gave him set up his, yeah. Yeah. It gave him some semblance of family and a normal life, set up his new normal. And she just made that, so like his new normal so she could just destroy it and like not only that from here on out if denji ever tries to repair his life she's just going to topple it down every way she's going to be responsible for every bit of happiness in his life and every bit of sadness in his life uh so the specifics of which are if you overcome your grief and make friends i'll just kill them instantly and if you get mm-hmm. married and start a family i'll i won't let your uh, wife and children live long, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. I, I don't know why she she had to give a beat around the bush response for that. Yeah, I, I think he got. The, I, I would have understood the point by then, but it is dingy, so it's very dense. So I get it. She I, has to very a hammer the point down. You will never be happy or successful. Never. I will always come to shut your shit down. I am the control devil. Yeah, I think the point of and it. I is always like, win. She's like, I let your wife and kids live a little longer than than most, but I will kill them. So you can feel the desire. So you can feel the despair even deeper. Yeah. Um. Deeper day. And Denji's just like she says it so plainly to him too. Like, yeah, silly. Yeah, dummy. I did all of that to you. Come on, man. Uh, and Denji's just like, why? (laughs) (laughs) A valid. Valid question. <laughs> Valid question. <laughs> and Makima just responds, sure. because the time has come for you to repent for your sins or atone for your sins. Uh, and it's, she, she ter- looked uh, 
into his his past and uh we get like reference to the door the door that we see in denji's memories all the time and yeah. it turns out the door is a metaphor for denji's childhood memories kids can hide shit behind like hide big traumas behind these metaphorical doors you know uh and that's what that door was this entire time and it turns out that uh behind the door is the fact that your fa- that uh denji's dad didn't kill himself denji himself killed his dad <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and the I'm gonna be totally honest here. I forgot that his dad died or whatever. I just thought he was a straight up orphan to begin with. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys this right after I read this chapter. I read the first chapter, and a lot of things came full circle for me. Uh, but I'll wait till we get to the end of this one. Yeah, that's a good point. I would like to hear that actually, because I didn't. I should have mm-hmm. done that, and I didn't. Um, but yeah, t- the door that keeps popping up is actually the door to their apartment. It seems uh, where Denji's father is lying dead, and uh, the truth is, apparently, you know, I guess he was like this abusive drunk, and he was gonna get uh, Denji killed, so he killed him first. And I guess he did it by smashing a bottle bottle on his head because there is a wrecked bottle on the ground. Uh, Denji doesn't seem to have a weapon, so I guess that's the way he did it. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, you know, he he killed him in self defense, it seems. But the other, but the people that his dad owed debts to, debts to, uh, wouldn't wouldn't make any money off of that. So they made it out to be a suicide, so that Denji could, I guess, work off the rest of the debt. And uh, yeah, he was able. She was, and then Makima just is just piling it on. He's like, you helped me kill power. And uh, if you, if there might have been a way to save Aki if you had just thought about it for a minute. And she's basically like, someone like you has no right to that was fucked up. normal life. I'm very, hold, yeah. hold on. Uh, maybe I'm just crazy, but there, you guys see the panel? Like, you know, the where it shows his dad is dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the bottom right panel in the shadow, doesn't it look like. Uh, Denji's hand is a chainsaw in the shadow. Yes, I didn't. Yes, know. and I did not notice that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did notice that. Huh? It looks like it's the rest of his arm, but the rest of his body doesn't look so scruffy. That is really interesting. I don't know if that was more just like a metaphoric, um, um, you know, display more so than uh, oh, he had the spirit of the chainsaw in him because. Well, I'll get to my thoughts again. I guess a he, bit later. I don't know. I mean, but that is really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I'll wait to hear Josh's thoughts on what he saw from the first chapter. Um, it could be just like a coincidental thing with the artist, but um, because Pochita wasn't in his life at this point, so yes, I'm not Chita, sure. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, Makima is just piling it on, and she's like, "Someone like you doesn't deserve a normal life, huh?" And then we cut to like inside his mind, and Denji just says, "No." No. Uh, and as uh, we just then cut to the next day, and the chapter ends with this two page spread with Makima and her dog surrounding her, and uh, Denji just laid out on the couch. Um, man. Uh, I mean, I don't even talk know. Talk about a Talk about an uh, epic, epic, for your epic loss, epic win for. For Makima, I mean, straight up, 
What a mastermind. Let me tell you this. I never read a lot of manga and watched a lot of movies and media a fictional storytelling growing up. And let me tell you something, man. It was That was so properly executed and clean on Makima's part. And so cold-hearted. Mm. Like, pure manipulation and understanding of human nature. Like, damn, shorty. You're, you're ruthless. Yeah. Top, top something. I ain't actually top five. She's like top, top 20 Hardcore ruthless villains I've ever seen, man. Like, come yeah. on, probably top ten, honestly. Yeah, man. I mean, I, there's so much to draw into, it, like to look into here. I um, I mean, there's so many questions. Like, why is she so hellbent? I mean, I guess it's to control the chainsaw devil. That would be pretty big. But man, there's got to be something going on here. Like, there's got to be like a bigger motive than just the power of chainsaw, man. Of the chainsaw devil. I mean, she she completely manipulated this child. I mean, I feel like that one on um, that page where he had him saying "nah," and she was talking down to him, and he was shown as a small child. That was done very well because that's exactly what happened. We had this kid that essentially was a blank slate, pure of heart. You know, death for sure, a victim of his surroundings. But you know, we wouldn't call a child evil. For, for doing certain things that they need to do for to survive, you know? He wasn't ill-natured or nothing like that. Maybe he had a few screws loose. And by maybe, I mean absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think we could all agree to that. Denji's not a, is not an inherently bad person by any means. Yeah, you're right. I mean, honestly, right? I never thought about that. I'm, you think about Denji and everything that he's going through you're you're absolutely correct i never thought of it that way but denji is kind of like very pure of heart uh yes he may have been like grown up in this environment and when you on first glance of the things that denji values you may think that he's just like this kind of scumbag type of dude but he really his entire life he spent just like trying to find food he never had like the opportunity to grow up like an emotional sense yeah so all he was focused on is just living the next day. You know, he would just he would do the craziest things. And if that first chapter of him before he got became the chainsaw man before Makima found him, he actually he would just like eat garbage essentially to live. And I guess when you're so focused on just living to the next day, and he was alone, he had no friends, nothing. So nothing to really nurture his his uh, maturity as like emotionally. So he is a child, and that little panel that you see where he's like kneeling down to mock him, this is really Denji's true form, is this kid. Uh, Absolutely. And, that aunt, yeah. And to play on like someone's like trauma like that, who is in that position, in that mental state, it's kind of wild. The whole time I was just like, ooh, killer, Denji. That's purely <laughs> evil. Yeah. That's because it's all about, I, 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 you know, it's funny because I myself as an atheist really love this quote because it's it's very accessible and I think it, it, it applies to almost everybody in life as a human because of, you know, our nature, right? And what, what we can't escape of who we are, right? Uh, and that quote is, the, ro the road to hell is paved with good intentions, mm -hmm. right? So what, and, and, and another way I like to interpret that is, you know, our intentions is what defines us as good and evil. And, you know, 
obviously good and evil is, is subjective. You know, certain things may be good where other people may be like, oh, that's that's bad. You know, when it comes to a, a, a certain line. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. <laughs> I... I just think it was a nice night. I, I just think that was well. I have other thoughts. I want to kind of move past that, but I just think that was really well done because Makima is purely evil because her full intention was to create unhappiness for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's clear cut and, and, and it's, it's non-debatable. And it's something that only a psychopath could agree with it and decide and say, yeah, that's okay. I don't, I can't, I don't think of any normal human being that would justify her actions for what she's doing. And Denji is is a is a pure human being. You know what I'm saying? That is, is again a victim of his circumstances, but he he doesn't willfully try to harm others. And you know what I'm saying? He's just trying to support himself. I, I want to. I mentioned earlier that I went back to chapter because uh, you know just to just to try to get a little bit of a feeling uh, uh, when she mentioned the contract. Cause I remember they spoke and they, I think they showed a little window of them talking or something like that, mm-hmm. like a, like a flashback frame, if I remember correctly. Anyway, I went back and there was this panel where you see Denji uh, talking to Puchita at night. And he says this, uh, like he says, um, like what he's going to dream about when he goes to sleep, which he says, I'm going to spread jam on sliced bread and eat it with you. I'll flirt and stuff with a girl. We'll play video games in our room together, and I'll fall asleep in her arms. Guys, all of that has happened in the story at this point. Um, obviously, he's had the bread and the jam, and that was that was actually the first thing that happened right in chapter two when he was with Makima. Yeah. Um, he flirted with the girl, which was the you know, a few girls with Makima, the chick that ended up throwing up in his mouth early in the series. That was disgusting. The bomb. And even Power a little bit, you could say. He's played video games, chilling with Denji and Power as a, as a, as a little unit. Mm-hmm. And he's falling asleep in in both Makima and Power's arms. For both, you know, for feelings of romance and then feelings of just of affection towards someone you care about in yeah. a non-romantic sense. A sibling type of deal so it was really cool because it was all captured in just one panel i'm gonna show it right here um i actually posted it on instagram too as one of the pages i don't know if you guys could see the text clearly yeah but it's really cool and when you go and see like right before he makes the contract pochita talks to him as he's chopped up in the dumpster i don't I don't know if you guys remember that happened. He yeah. before he turned into the chainsaw man, they killed Denji. They chopped him up into pieces and put him in a dumpster. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, hence the deal that he made. <laughs> anyway, Puchita literally says that you know his he loved hearing Denji speak of of his dreams and and you know the simplicity of it. And he wants him to go ahead and live a happy life, and that was. The quote, he said, I've always loved, I quote, I've always loved listening to you talk about your dreams. This is a contract. He says it straight up. This is a contract. I'll give you my heart in exchange. Show me your dreams, which is what he was talking about. Before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that's, you know, I just wanted to point that out. Like this, this has all always been the case. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is just done really, really well. Um, even even I, we don't know much about the chainsaw devil himself, but for him to take a liking towards Genji, because you know he could have been attached to any human. I'm sure he's came across so many different humans before. You know what I'm saying? But 
I think he sees someone that, you know, went through shit, probably relates and says, man, I'm a victim of circumstance too, being the chainsaw devil. I don't want to be the chain. Who, you know what I'm saying? Who yeah, knows? I mean, who knows? I, right. think, I, 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 I think that's really cool too. It's just all that stuff I never really put a lot of thought into. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. And, and, and Makuma broke all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, technically the contract's broken. So it's interesting to see the consequences of that, you know, I guess like what happens to Denji if he's not unable to live his life normally or to, to understand happiness in that way. Um, I'm here for it. I mean, Chainsaw Man is easily one of the series that I can never predict what happens next. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even know where they go from here. What's the next thing they do? If Denji honestly wakes up and just decapitates Mach, he just wakes up and he's like, man, fuck this. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty thrilled. But uh, I'm very excited to see where it takes us. Honestly, there's just so much to dig into with this. There's series. a lot of information. We are, we still have questions too. There's the unpredictability, and there's still the big questions about the chainsaw devil himself, the true nature of the gun devil, and and, and the situation involved with Makama and her true plans and intentions for the world. Yeah, um, but uh, that's all I got to say about Chainsaw Man. Fantastic chapter. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say. Any Anything else? Yeah, man, I think we was long-winded. Yeah, that's it. All right. Good. Let's randomize. Uh, <laughs> now, look, it said it right there in chapter one. I do see it. Uh, <laughs> the Empire book, starting with Fantastic Four, number 23. Um yeah. Uh, last we left left off with the Fantastic Four, uh, this weird cult um, with uh, this weird like scroll thing cult has uh, has landed has been trying to attack the Fantastic Four and the new kids uh, that hold the history of both the scroll and the Kree. They kidnapped uh, the the Kree kid. I forget his name, and. Um, the Fantastic Four, the new Fantastic Four, which is is made up of uh, <laughs> Franklin and Valeria and uh, Spider Man, Spidey and Wolverine, Spidey Wolverine, classic. Yeah, uh, are out looking for her, and uh, in all, in so many sequences, uh, they find them essentially. Um, they get traces of um, the Scroll Girl's blood, who escaped from like her hospitalization to find the 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 Cree kid and uh we cut over to where they're holding the Cree kid and he's just they're basically gonna manipulate his memories and remind the uh, allied army of scroll and Cree their beef and essentially tear the same shit they all know i guess i mean but i mean even more so at a hyper intense rate yeah i think it's just like invoking those same feelings of um it's just amplifying those feelings of resentment between them don't gasoline on the yeah yeah on the fire um Mm -hmm. so yeah that that wreaks havoc everywhere the the army starts falling apart uh but that's when uh the fantastic four fly in and they start fucking shit up uh Given who's here, it's actually kind of easy. <laughs> they pretty much walk through these guys essentially in battle, uh, but it they could beat up as many bad guys as they want. 
it doesn't really stop the process that's about to happen. So um, what happens now is that uh, Valeria goes up to the the kids and uh, they try to bring to mind their time in the Coliseum and uh, and how much they meant to each other, how much they fought for each other there, um, and how basically they were the reason for each other's survival. And that brings the army. You know, they it reunites the army, the memories of their uh, angry shonen friendship oh. where they tried to kill each other all the time. And, uh, and then it made all of them be like, yeah, you know what? We're yeah. friends now. Yeah. And then uh, the big cult guy, he looks into the sea to tell Koi what's happening. And Koi's like, you failed me, human. And then turns them all into grass. And uh, I guess kills them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty good i, I feel like that was gonna happen to them anyway but you know yeah right i think that's the point yeah and the issue ends. look at koi man koi he's in the pond he's, he's talking through the water that's actually a really cool ability i'm not even gonna lie i guess it's a koi pond. i appreciate that one hydro communicate hydro t- hydro vision commute oh, <laughs> the talk through water um, yeah, that yeah. ability is cool. Yeah. So I guess like the koi pond attacks, and then you know all the bad guys are <laughs> defeated by their own <laughs> koi pond. Yeah. I guess they're all defeated. No pun intended. Pun intended. Uh, oh. I don't care. Come at oh. me. Come at me. I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Real edgy, and you got your black Adam cap on. Ed- oh, you. You're the edgy one today. Yeah, I'm the. <laughs> I'm taking over the you dark stole side. Stole your title from you for this one, Brian. Yikes, Brian, you got to get your organization. You can't take, that, you can't take that sitting down, man. Um, I'm taking it sitting down and eating tangerines, dude. I gladly give away the fucking whatever, dude. Lord title. All you do is sit in this podcast and eat. <laughs> you just get snacks. <laughs> yeah, I wish you could send me some some tangerines as well. That'd be lit. Yeah, so I got you, bro. Here you go. Take it. Thanks. Uh, I don't have it, but all right. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's like Fantastic Four. It just kind of the last page is literally just them. It's like, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fixed. We won against these guys. That was light. You already know what time it is. Yeah. And the next, um, the next issue. We could have did this in two minutes if Franklin used his powers and wasn't no business, but whatever. Business. Uh, but yeah, then we move on to Empire number six, which is the last issue of Empire, actually. Um, okay, so oh man, not 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 the end of this awesome event. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm weeping tears of sadness. I'm missing it so much already. Um, all right, Koi! Koi! <laughs> okay, so basically, we left off last issue with you know. The the pyre has been activated, which is a, a device that the the Korean scroll used to detonate suns. Uh, it's going to uh, blow up the Earth sun and destroy it. Uh, and also, some what else is happening? Um, oh yeah, Koi is just being Koi is just out there causing uh, problems. He'll he'll be completely taking over the world uh, before long. And also, uh, Hulkling Captain Flowers Ma- blooming. Yeah, in space, Hulkling, Captain Marvel, uh, the Human Torch, and uh, Wiccan are fighting against the Queen of the Scrolls uh, that transformed into the Hulkling in order to usurp his throne. Um, usurp, usurp. 
Little boy, you're soft. You can't run this empire. That's the juxtapose. Yeah. That's the dynamic. Yeah, you're weak. You're a weak boy. Yeah. Um, so basically the solution to uh, the sun problem... Well, first of all, the solution to the um, the Koi problem is to put Mr. Fantastic in an Iron Man suit and just say, you, you fuck him up. <laughs> and, uh, go beat his ass, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking this shit. Yeah, I'll take care of the sun thing. Not to blush, son. It's a way bigger deal. That's how I felt when I when I had to, I, I forgot that the sun was supposed to explode and stuff. So when they started talking about it, I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> what are, what are they going to do about that one?" That's a way bigger deal. <laughs> what a what a melodramatic response. Yeah. So that's like explode a whole sun. I don't know, man. I. You'd think I'd be a little jaded by something like that out of all the shit I've witnessed in Marvel and other comics, but god damn, they had to blow up a whole entire sun to deal with this issue instead of just fighting them. No, they're not trying to blow up the sun. They're trying to stop the sun from being blown up. Um, no, I'm talking about when they set up the pyre in the first place. The oh, yeah, yeah. asshole-ass scrolls and yeah. the other guys, the Kree, blue people. So yeah, Tony... it's. Uh, Reed is turns to Tony before he heads off and is like, "Hey, so I've noticed that you've been a little bit of a bitch about this. So are you okay? Uh, should we call like suicide prevention hotline before I go?" And uh, Tony's like, "No, man. I'm just, you know, this is how I handle problems. I I hold myself up in a room and I make suits." And I'm, and, Tony, and Reed is like, "Fair enough." And he fucks off. Um, yeah. And Probably still shocked, like still in a state of shock that he owned up to who he is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He basically said, yeah, I love working last minute. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy when there's a 10-page paper to write. I'll put a suit around <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a suit on and do that shit in the last two hours. Yeah. So basically, but, Tony's plan is to put a suit around the sun uh, in a more metaphorical sense, I guess. Um but meanwhile, we get actually like the Fantastic Four issue just starts happening. Yeah, we revisit. Um, we go back to um, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the exact same thing that happens in the Fantastic Four happens here. I, you, you know, I was gonna say something extra and sarcastic, but I just realized, I just figured, you know what? Let's let it go. Let's just let's just. Yeah, I'm not mad at this. it, but you know, I also was like, <laughs> what else? <laughs> I, I also would like, like. I just read all of this, but sure. Yeah, all I right. mean, you know, I spent four dollars on this issue, but sure, put it in this one too. <laughs> is it? Is it Wolverine supposed to be drowning in a lake somewhere? Different time, right now? Yeah. Different time. That's yeah. After, this is after. That's after this, or before this. Oh, I understand you, Brian. It, it is true. <laughs> different times, but different times. You know, you're not wrong. No, you aren't wrong at all. You're fine. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, up in space, uh, Wiccan teleports the Human Torch and Captain Marvel up to the sun, uh, and are like, "We gotta stop the fucking sun!" And uh, <laughs> and the Human Torch, Human Torch is like, "Ah, oh, jeez, man, I'm oh, man, I'm just one. one guy. I'm not that nice." <laughs> Even though I go to supernova temperatures, I'm, I'm not that good, you know. Dude, nah, man. That's the best the motherfucking. That's a whole star, bro. That's true. <laughs> he ain't like that, like that. He's like, listen, wicked. Um, <laughs> no. Captain Marvel's like, yeah, Captain Marvel's like, don't worry. We're your Nakama, and we'll take care of you. And, Hell yeah, I'm Captain Marvel, and I have to succeed because of who I am. 
<laughs> Marvel, and what I represent in this time and age in Marvel Comics. Yeah. If we don't stop this sun with our power of friendship, then everything's over. Pretty much. Um, all right. So meanwhile, on Lake Victoria, the thing is just continually like they're just knocking the ever like ever loving shit out of the thing with the oh, with She Hulk's body. These dudes, these dudes are scrapping. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> this is probably the most exciting part of this whole book right here. Um, don't don't get mad at you know against the plant hope thing, mm-hmm. man. Because they they was giving it up pretty greasy. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. It was a very weird cast of characters. I would have liked to see someone else there, maybe. But yeah, it's you know, it's, Susan Storm. Yeah, it's Susan Storm whatever. thing and Mantis from the Mantis. Crowd. I guess she was there. Yeah, and she's like the mom of Koi. Apparently, um, that's a thing. Um. So basically, she's like, I need you to ch- Mantis, channel your powers through me. Sue, Sor- Sue, Sue Storm says this. She's like, I need you to channel your powers through me. And she's like, no, it'll kill you. And the visible woman's like, I don't give a fuck. We'll have to see about that. And, we'll have to see about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, she does the thing. It works. Uh, the Fantastic Four issue happens at the same time. And uh, same exact time, the She Hulk plant thing disperses, and of course, She Hulk is not dead. Uh, she's just cool, she's up. Uh, and here's an interesting thing I mean, before Susan Storm obliterated her, the thing tried to talk to her, but yeah, what were you gonna say? Uh, She Hulk mentions that she sees a door, she saw a door. (laughs) And if you've been reading The Immortal Hulk, you know what time it is. Every everybody with gamma related powers has something to do with the the one below all. Yeah, um, Immortal Hulk. You should be Hold reading on. it. It's low key fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, we 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 have to. That episode's coming soon, guys. Yeah, don't trust worry. me we'll, when we'll we discuss the Hulk. Uh, but yeah, apparently, and this does make sense because there is. I think it's a one shot. That the immortal Hulk ends with is going to be the immortal She Hulk, so I think this kind of sets that up, which is pretty sick. I like that they have a yeah. little bit of a foreshadowing thing here, and I like that all Hulks have. I just like that they're including her in that in that avenue because she hasn't been present in um in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, maybe she's immortal too. For the reasons, not that she has to be in every story that he's in, but you know, yeah. Well, she's there. The nature, the the way they're telling the story and how they're talking about everybody who was introduced to the gamma radiation, you know, it would make sense for her to play a role now. Yeah. And the reason she's here now is because Bruce is wiling out and losing his goddamn mind. Um, Yeah, he's fighting uh, corporate America right now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Lit. Hell yeah. Uh, Okay, so basically... uh, Hulkling commands uh, his 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 wards to go off and help uh, the Human Torch and Captain Marvel with their son problem. While she's going to remember sit- after the events of, of of the Fantastic Four, you know, making them be at peace with each other. Yeah, just you know, just making sure we're all on the same page so far. Yeah, and um, Hulkling is going to have us give the Queen a stern talking to, and that's his plan. This this teenage boy this. This 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 young man is about to tell this elderly queen that's been around for thousands. I don't know how long, man. Way longer than him. 
kind of have an attitude about that kind of stuff. I feel like we see that so much in media with children talking down to, like, older people. I guess it makes sense because, you know, she's wild for respect and she's crazy. I'd like to give but a little I don't think bit that's of, real life. I'd like to give it a little wee- a bit of leeway that Hulkling is an adult at this point. Like, he's at least in his mid-20s. Uh, oh, I, eh. Like, he's not, he's not a kid, for sure. He understands responsibility, I guess. That's the most important point. He and Wiccan have aged right. at this point. They were, like, introduced when they were children. Like, they were children maybe mm. 10 years ago, and now they're kind of, like, reaching adulthood, I guess. But um, meanwhile, back on Earth, uh, Koi is, I guess, winning the battle in Wakanda, but then all of a sudden, Black Panther what? shows up, and uh, Black Panther, they're like, you're dead! I killed you! I saw your heartbeat stop! And Black Panther's to like... Charlo. Black Panther's like, I do the thing that manga does sometimes where I learned a technique <laughs> where I stop my heart so you don't know I'm dead. So you so I use ninja focus yeah, to slow down also, my heart rate. <laughs> also, real quick, I feel like this is a, a good time to say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. We already did that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, we did, but we can say it again. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, T'Challa in real life. IRL T'Challa. Yeah. I feel like you can't look at this guy without... You know, thinking about him. Hell yeah, dude. I caught a few feels when he pulled up with his magic sword. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, Chala. Um, okay, so after, after fucking Black Panther makes everybody shit themselves, uh, Reed Richards in his Iron Man sh- suit shows up and started to use his son- supersonic airwave things to disperse all the plants in the area. And everybody's like, and Koi's like, you brought speakers to a battle? Bitch, I'm going to cut you up with my grass swords. <laughs> yeah, fucking, fuck you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, what sound will take your world back? And I'm like, you kind of walk. I'm Kawhi. Yeah. And I'm like, you kind of walk. You can't even pronounce it. Kawhi. Uh, Reed Richard says, Avengers assemble. And uh, not only do the Avengers assemble, but also the Korean scroll for- forces alongside them. Captain America pull Mad up. Mad other people pull up. Yeah, Blue Marvel's there. Mad big homies pull up, yo. Yeah. They and they all they all heavy hitters. All of them. Oh, Every really? single one of them. Except for <laughs> the wasp, nope. I guess, and all gangster. All thugged out. Yeah. Um, GG, Kawhi. I don't know why Wonder yeah, Man no is there. Chance. Wonder Man's not gonna do anything. He's just he doesn't fight ever. But it's cool. He's going to protect everybody from being hurt. Yeah, he's going to be like, break, break it up. He's going to be like a ref in the NBA. <laughs> he's just be getting between. He's going to get the thorn in the side of Koi. Yeah. Unintended. See, I can do that. Thorn because he's yeah. you know, playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> you like that, Brian. You like that. We're coming in puns of blazing. Oh, um, yeah. Puns of blazing. <laughs> yeah, young man Captain America says, I've had a long day, son. Don't make me tell you. Captain America can. said. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say that. I don't like I Captain said... America saying authoritative shit, so, you know, all the time, but I like that one. Yeah, he said, I've had a long I day. Like, yeah, yeah, Schwoy, you better, uh, <laughs> you better just give up. <laughs> yeah, Schwoy. I love that. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, back on the sun, everybody just unites with the power of friendship. They're like, we're holding the oh, sun back. Oh, it gets very shown in, and I loved every bit of I it. I did love it, too. Human Torch is like, I don't know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole sun, remember? And then he's and like, then don't worry. pull up. 
yeah. some more big homies pull up. I ain't gonna lie, man. If they ain't do anything else right with this Empire event, they showed out with their characters. Yeah. A little bit. Um, okay, so and uh, Iron Man explains what he meant by put the sword, uh, a suit around uh, the sun. Essentially, he's going to use Reed's suit uh, and the unstable molecules that he used to design all the Fantastic Four suit, you know, that allows them to acclimate to their powers. And yeah. uh, he's going to reprogram them using, like, you know, because they're, like, essentially nanomachines. And uh, he programmed them to replicate and then attack uh, those denser elements of, I guess, the, um, the pyre and remove the iron. And without that, the pyre can't activate. And yeah. he does the thing, you know, science, Marvel science stuff. <laughs> the same Tony, in the, Tony in a clutch. Yeah. That's for usual. And it worked. Uh, the sun's down, and that's when um, the queen just gets pissed off, transforms into her queen self, and starts to uh, and just slaps the shit out of Hulkling, knocking off his like inhibitor mask that uh, shuts down his scroll powers. His Jabberwocky mask. Yeah, his Jabberwocky mask, and then then Hulkling, simple solution, just picks up the mask and puts it on her, takes away her powers, and I'm like, wow. Not very she nice. had a yo. She had a lot of nerve, man. Like she, she was talking all that shit about this kid, and you get caught up like that mm-hmm. in a fight against him, one on one, no help. Yeah, uh, that's so crazy. Um, and yeah, uh, she's down. Uh, with that being done, uh, Koi's Koi's done as soon as Thor shows up. Thor comes up, is like, all right, little boy. I'm going to destroy every one of your people if you don't fucking cut the shit out. And he just sends, he uses thunder from Kingdom Hearts on a global scale. So I want to know, did Thor always have this ability over Earth or um, it's it's a brand new situation? Yeah, I don't know. I imagine it's like part of his like, now I'm all father type of deal. So he could just do, he has like a little extra power set. I don't know. Is that what he does, though? I thought he just, like, thunder... He just, like, smites all of these motherfuckers. He said, I am Thor. I, I am Thor, the Gaia son. Oh, shit, matriarchy. Um, <laughs> I have... <laughs> he said, I quested long to learn my mother's way to learn her will. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's channeling her abilities that, he, that was passed down. I mean... Uh... I guess. You said, and to those who would control her bounty, use it to take life. Her greatest gift, I say, the mother Gaia plays no favorites, wizards of the Katari. Her magic is stronger than yours. And in her name, let thy power be revoked. So he took their power over plant life from. How crazy is that? I guess so. Yeah, he he does that. And then that's when, like, Black Panther goes up to uh, the swordsman. And starts fighting him with uh, Hulkling's magic sword, and mm-hmm. and Swordsman's like, "I'm the Swordsman. This is kind of my thing." But uh, he's losing because he's not necessarily the Swordsman anymore. He's mostly whatever Kotati took over his body. Um, mm-hmm. And then he does like as he's on the ropes with Black Panther, uh, he pulls Koi aside and ha- has him hostage. And Koi is like, "Dad." <laughs> And uh, everybody's looking like the Kotari, the Avengers, the, 
Captain America can't believe his eyes. He's like his own <laughs> son. You see shit like this in every single every at the end of every of his comics and all that shit, yeah. but he's still shocked. Literally fought Hitler. Is is yeah. surprised by this evil. Sure. Uh, yeah. You all didn't everybody, bro. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And dude, Black Panther rules. He uh he's like, don't come any closer or the boy gets it. And uh Black Panther's like, mm, it's an it's an odd thing to do. Uh this boy killed some of my people. I don't give a fuck if he lives. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, well, So what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I love I love Swordsman. He's like, but but he's a boy, and you people are soft, and you love kids. <laughs> I fucking hate kids. Like Black Panther's like, yo, I mean, I, you know, I liked the swordsman when he was human, but, like, all I see now, all I can see now is a plant. Man. That's, that's, that's prejudice, but Fuck. all right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is the whole point of this is how the Kotadi are seen as less than. He's like, yeah, you are less than. Fucking fly. Yeah. Get away from you're, me. Yeah. You're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dandelion. <laughs> yeah, man. And then uh I guess like Koi just gets away somehow. Like he just lets him go. In this like tiny little panel. And that's when Black Panther is like, uh, now you're dead. And he's gonna stab you through your chest and then through this. Death flower that's trying to bloom. Yeah, this thing. Death to all flowers and plant life. Yeah, Top all the forest death. And now, yeah. and now everything's okay. <laughs> everything's just fine. And now, me and my friends can pose on this mountaintop. Um, so basically, the at in the at the end of the day, um, <coughs> Kotadi, uh, not Kotadi, Koi. They're like Koi. I hope you see the error of your ways now. I mean, you're gonna face the consequences for your actions. And, <laughs> and Koi's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go to their jail. I'll fuck shit up. Whatever they want. Um, you know, and he's like fully radicalized. And I'm like, dude, your dad just held a sword to your throat. I mean, come on. Well, he does still have a point. That's that's what I thought was really interesting. Because at the end of the day, we know that murder is never the response to, you know, trying to do better for yourself. Obviously, if you're put in a situation where you can't do anything but hold, you know, if you have to defend your life, sure, but they wanted to actively go and attack other worlds. So, you know, he was wilding. However, aside from them wanting to take over the galaxy and end all sentient uh, meat life, <laughs> not plant life, or whatever, yeah. Um, they had every right to feel like they had to defend themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. They experienced atrocities, and these, these other races, you know, never helped them out, never... never. We, we know the story already. Yeah. I'm not going to rehash anything. It's just kind of interesting. I was really trying to pay attention to this to see how they handled that. Yeah. And um, how they're going to reconcile those, that, that behavior, you know? Yeah, that is still a powerful point. They still need help, mm-hmm. even so, though they tried to take them. So it looks like Corey himself would be like put under a punishment of some sort. But the other Kotati members are kind of be gonna be okay. Like they they can't just like they surrendered. So whatever that entails, it has to be kind of like decided amongst the Avengers and the Allied forces. Um, 
there's no decision yet as to what will happen to the Kotari. Um, but, you know, there's, I guess, a bright future That's ahead convenient. because at the very least, the Kree and the Scroll are not fighting anymore. And uh, they are united under one king, the Hulkling. And uh, that's where Empire kind of ends. Um, there will be two aftermath uh, issues, just like when we started. Where it's going to be with the uh, Fantastic Four and the Avengers. Uh, we'll be, we'll check those out and we'll cover those, of course. But um, that's the end of Empire for the most part. Uh, I actually don't know. I think I, I don't know if there's like another tie-in that we really need to check out. I don't think so. <laughs> there will be an Immortal She-Hulk that will explain what jessica meant by the door um so i guess that will be explained um but yeah there's no like more x-men x-men 12 is like i mean x-men 11 was like the last tie-in i guess in that regard so we're pretty much through it all they got bodied off 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 stage too like off screen what who look oh yeah they didn't even show the destruction on the moon they just oh yeah said yeah the X-Men you get the that. point <laughs> They map these niggas up something serious. Yeah, yeah, Mag- don't go up there. Magneto pulled up. You get the point. Um, but yeah, that's Empire. Um, it was a good event. I mean, I don't know. It didn't blow me out of the water, but there are really cool moments in it. Uh, it's. I, I am. Uh, we've talked about this before, but I feel like this is, this event would be probably a lot better if we weren't just fatigued from events in general. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, events used to be like special, you know, it used to be like all these stories would converge after one whole year. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. everybody would be off doing their own thing. We get like maybe one or two events a year. Um, and they, everybody would come together to take down a threat and then disperse their separate ways. But oh, yeah, set up new storylines and such. And now it's just now. And I don't know, you know, maybe it's because like comics need to do a lot of extreme shit to survive these days. Not a lot of people are buying them anymore, so they have to keep pushing these big events. But um, hopefully, I mean, th- we get a little bit of a breather from overall big events. I mean, even though we have like Ten of Swords or X of Swords, whatever you want to call it coming up, it's still technically like a more focused event that doesn't span the whole universe, and it's more like a natural story thing. But hopefully mm-hmm. we don't get these big st- scale for a while. Let us have a breather, man. But... um. We still do have death metal and darkest winter, or whatever endless winter, whatever's coming. Which, On the DC end of it, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's all I gotta say. I mean, you know, it's not a bad event. If you're new to comics, it's actually probably a really. It would be a pretty cool event for you if you're like brand new, because it doesn't require a whole ton of continuity, and if it does, they explain it. Um, and it's well drawn, you know. So, big fan. I mean, you know, it's a good. It was a fine event. I don't know if it has a lot of re re readability, but I'm no, not, I'm I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe it does. Supposedly, it's supposed to impact the Marvel universe as a whole down the line. We'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, the Kree and the and the scrolls are together now. My thing is, I never cared about the 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 the, the that side of Marvel anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. I just don't care. The only time I care about the cosmic, the cosmic stuff in Marvel, is uh, when there's some type of big event and some type of fight involved. You know, that has the regular heroes involved right. with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, all right, we'll see. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm sure that's how it did, and that's it. I don't think we have to even read too much. 
Yeah. Shuwa Yaya is still alive. <laughs> Shuwa Yaya. Kind of but with that being said. My hero academia. Um this is my, my Brian Academia. My Brian Academia. This is Bre- this is my hero academia chapter two hundred and eighty two footfall of destruction. <laughs> Uh, last we left off, things got really dire. Um, Shigaraki made a bum rush for Aizawa, and uh, Ryugyuku intervened, but he has a deleter round in his hand aimed at Aizawa, and uh, Midori, while Midoriya has him tied up with Black Whip, and Endeavor is coming straight for him. Um, he's, he's about to shoot his deleter round as... Uh, Deku just comes down with his 100% Wyoming a smash. 100%? Yeah. He must have broke his arm. Is that what he said? Yes, he said 100%. He said, I got to stop this right now. And he was like, ah. But, um. Oh, my God. 100%? And he tanked it. Not just that. He Well, also, there's this little panel where I, I think um, he had two deleter rounds on him this whole time. He was getting one from his pocket, and he had one in his hand as well. And uh, Bakugo destroyed the one that he isn't aiming at Aizawa. So, you know, while that's happening, he also chomps down on Midoriya's arm. And I'm like, dude, how do you even manage to do that? Did he just like... Right after the attack, he's got Crowley's jaw from the gray man. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like he broke his teeth on, on Deku's arms. Yeah, it's real gross, man. Shigaraki is like top five, one of the grossest villains ever. He just looks. Oh yeah, he's he's fucking disgusting, man. Yeah, he's so edge. He's super. That's why Brian loves him so much. He's a good villain. That goes without saying. Yeah. So he he flicks over uh, the delete around and it lands square in Aizawa's twisted around ass leg. Um. And uh, as soon as Aizawa heard that there's a deleter round, he was like, bet. And he cut off his leg, like, before, I guess, the deleter fluid could get into him and erase his quirk. Interesting. Didn't know it worked that way. Yeah, I imagine, like, it's like the zombie virus, you know, if you get, if you get bit, if you just, like, cut off whatever extremity was bitten, you'll be okay. Um, and, Aiz- and Shigaraki is like, damn, you're pretty cool. But even you are bound to flinch. <laughs> and uh, you know, he Shigaraki uses all his strength to just burst through, break free of Deku's uh Deku's grasp and like just keep fucking going after him. Deku shoots another round of black whip and you know, he's right there. He has uh Shigaraki has Aizawa's face in his hand. And uh that's when a fucking block of ice attacks. And uh, who's there to save the day but Shoto Todoroki? Yeah, the spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Zuko Slayer himself <laughs> having piercing ice. Yeah. I know Obi he moved from the jump. Yeah. Fuck character development. <laughs> I'm awesome. already the strongest, <laughs> no matter what you say. I don't need training. That's the point, dude. I know, Bro. Brian. Jesus. And that's what makes him so awesome. He is awesome. Because of that, Deku... His problem. 
His problem wasn't in his abilities. It was in his personality and who he was. <laughs> and what he's surrounded with, you know? <laughs> so, so, so you're going to tell me that heaven piercing ice has nothing to do with it, with him being a somewhat lackluster. Guy. That's, that's useless without his fireside, dude. That's unfair. I wouldn't call if him he, a lackluster character. I'm being, I'm by. <laughs> But you know what? It's pretty cool. He he creates an opportunity for Deku to come in and just wham. Oh, nice follow up! Like they was in a double team smash, wombo combo. So, yo, <laughs> fuck all of that. So shot him up to the side with his ice. Nigga came with a mm, hooked to his to his rib cage. Oh my god! Yeah, he did what the does that mean? He hit him with a one hundred percent Detroit smash. Whatever, Wyoming. Is that Wyoming? Said, Wyoming. I think that's why he didn't die because he used a really whack fucking state. No, dude, he just no one gives a fuck about Wyoming, and no, I don't apologize for. I've never wait. I just I just realized this. I just realized this panel here. So Todoroki was on his way there this whole time. What took him so long? I mean, lame. Why are you such a hater? (laughs) He's a cornball. He was scared. He lagged behind and was pussyfooting. And then when he seen all the <laughs> shit popping off, he was like, oh, man, I got to really hurry. No, I mean, Todoroki. Then he came through with his OP move, saved the day. Todoroki's strong. Pierce the Nice have... is so strong that it made it made Shigaraki susceptible to a regular punch to the to the ribs. When 100% regular match wasn't enough. I, mean, not, I, don't, I bet it's not 100% because his arms not broke from it. I don't know, bro. I'm hate. I'm hating really. Yeah, you're really, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, tone. you're getting. I'm gonna try to tone it down. Um. All right. So he's what an unfair to... matchup. Yeah, it was an unfair matchup. All right. So I told you guys from the jump. You like Todoroki more than Zuko? You didn't, didn't tell nobody it. from the jump. We literally said it before you even got the chance to talk about. What are you Gushin talking Kingdom. about? We literally I... said in the chat. Yeah, Todoroki's probably gonna get this one before you even started saying so much. In, Get into detail and going back. Bro, and I forth. said it was a Where's stupid ass matchup. <laughs> no, it was the stupidest not. matchup I've ever seen. Todoroki's gonna own. Bro, that's literally the first thing I said. This is a stupid matchup, dude. That's literally what I said. <laughs> I don't remember that, man. Fuck this, dude. We're putting we, screenshots of the conversation yeah, got, in the we video. Got, we got, we got, we got <laughs> it was I'm not doing that editing. Yeah, tune in this week. Tune in. In any case, I'm gonna post the receipt. Deku saves um, Aizawa. His status unclear, but he seems to be alive. But man, I guess his eyes will probably. He took out an eye, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I hope. It, it, it just looks like blood went into his eye. I guess, but yeah. his eyes are closed. So Shigaraki can. He's not looking at Shigaraki right now. So. Mm. Yeah, because he's kind of probably blood loss. Is probably a factor here. Yeah. So he doesn't have a fucking leg. He, I'm, I'm gonna show. I want to show you something. First of all, man, Shigaraki looks really scary here. But in this panel, you can see that he it shows Yang. Which panel? I'm trying to find it. it page. Oh yeah. All right. Page nine. On the top right, on the top panel, all the way to the right, you'll see it shows Yang. And that's right after he makes contact with Aizawa's face. Now, I doubt he snatched both his eyes out, but I think he put one of his eyes out. 
I think Iza was going to be eye patches. I was. Oh no 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 no! The yank is on. <laughs> it, it's it's Black Whip. I think. I think that's the yank from Black Whip around his. Oh, arm. saving Iza. Okay okay okay. Because he still has <laughs> some some black. Yeah, look, because Deku pulled him in nice. and he went pow. He dead has yeah, called him catch, eye. Good catch. He dead has called him eye patch Zawa. And I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, I don't want yeah. that to get lost in the fray, but you dead ass said eye patch Zawa. Yeah, he, you get one, Zawa you, you get one eye patch away from being the goat of uh, sensei, sensei characters. Yeah, that's all he needs is one of these. <laughs> yeah, it's either, either this one or you can have this one. Or you can have this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he gets somewhere. He gets maybe like, maybe this way. <laughs> the many different eye different, patches of Isola Sensei. Or maybe like ha- like one eye and half the mouth too, like half face. <laughs> and then like a strap going across his forehead. I'd be pretty lit. Yeah. yeah it's got to be big, dramatic like that. It can't just be a regular eye patch. No, no way. What about the Donzo? The across, like across the face, like like, like that was that, legendary. That was some gold bandage. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Um, uh, um, Masashi Kishimoto is 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 god tier when it comes to <laughs> coverings and eye patches. He made the dude. Remember the dude that was all bandaged up from canvas? Yeah, he got killed by Gara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. guy who had like all bandages in one eye. It was everything, and it's everything but one eye. He's like, and that feels like an aesthetic choice. Like he wanted to look like that. <laughs> that was yeah. Cool. He wasn't hurt or nothing like that. I don't think he had excessive burn marks. He didn't strike me as the guy that would even be insecure about burn marks. In the first <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you. Those Kabuto's uh, puppets too. Remember, they're all just coiled up in bandages for some reason. Are they? I don't yeah. remember. But they're not human beings. <laughs> but sure, yeah, they are. Yeah, he left a lot. <laughs> Neji bandaged up. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, man, going memory lane, bro. Either the, the cannon guy, he had a fucking, he had, he acted like his arm was broken and lied, only to get shitted on anyway. <laughs> he said, yeah, just in case that you was lying. Huh? Pretty Wait, wasn't in there in, like a like a kage that was all bandaged up too? For sure. Yeah. I can't tell you who, but I it had to be. There's no way that was me. Well. <laughs> like the Suchikage? No, the Suchikage was the old man, no? And the Mizukage was the woman, and she had the fishnet dress. Yeah, I don't think yeah. any of them were bandaged up, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The one? second Suchikage. The second Suchikage. He has the headband. And oh, like yeah. the, the bandages, and they they cover everything except for his nose and his eye. God, imagine waking up That's every morning good. and having to bandage yourself for aesthetic reasons. <laughs> you gotta love it. It's not because you need to. You'll deal with whatever it is. Yeah, I'm his sure, bandages look sure. really stupid. I'm not gonna lie. His bandages look really it's fucking a, it's, stupid. It's for sure an aesthetic commitment that they all choose to make. That's what I'm jacking. Anyway, back, right. to, back to the chapter. Yeah, yeah, back to my Brian Academia. <laughs> um, okay, so Shigaraki. So we get these characters that's not really going to get that much more love anyway besides these type of panels, so soak it up while you still can. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> such a hater. Why are you being such a hater today? Over my <laughs> I, just be, I just be a funny yeah, man. It's getting in the way oh, of I my recap. Why am I 
spicy so it's my regret. Is it because you love it so much, Brian? Oh, yeah. What? Brian, Brian, you've entered a realm of Josh where if you like something too much, Josh will... Damn, am I starting to make it the new bow and arrow people? But I like my Hirakadamia. I don't like bow and arrow people at all. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Josh. You do this. You did this with One Piece a long time ago. You just do. We this. need an intervention. <laughs> this is an intervention. That's it. We're freaking done. Do <laughs> I Josh, love it, guys. We need you to have a seat. <laughs> You're trolling. But you hate hard. too many things right. that you love. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I, I, I was just joking, guys. They're showing these characters, and I love it. It's dope, and they're probably gonna have. <laughs> this is still bad. It's gonna be cool. It's still. You know, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. I'm I'm optimistic towards next week. This still feels terrible. It feels like hurtful almost. <laughs> you <laughs> see, you see what you you've done, Josh. You see I, how I your actions right have affected. Tomatia, all right, so wait, <laughs> that counts for something. All right, that counts. That counts. That counts. All right. So what Josh was trying to say, uh, there are reports coming in. That uh, everybody's wondering where Todoroki went, and he went to join the main characters. So, like, everybody else is like, Where's Todoroki? And then everybody's watching the news, and it turns out there's a super massive villain running through a shit ton of cities, and uh, everybody should exercise caution. And Uraraka's like, Wait a minute, most heroes are gone for this mission, huh? And <laughs> oh, oh man, and I see here, it looks like gang orcas down. Not gang orca. Oh man. No. <laughs> um, that's him like his hands, you mean? Yeah, that's his hand. He did it. He fucking did it. So here's the thing, gang or I'm not gonna go down into this room. <laughs> um Gang Orca is an established hero and Shigaraki is twelve. What? Fourteen, whatever. I think he's old. I think he's like in his. He's like eighteen, nineteen. Shigaraki. Yeah, he's yeah, older. He's, he's older. Aren't they in like middle, like high school? Aren't they freshmen in high school? No, Shigaraki's older than them. I meant Todoroki. Todoroki. Oh, Todoroki. Todoroki's fourteen the same age years old. And and, and 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 the super prodigy, but Gang Orca, who's been in he the was game, born. He was literally born into it. You know, you know, been in the game for for years. A seasoned veteran. Your blades waste. Well, Todoroki hasn't is not going to face Gigantomachia, so for sure. But uh, speaking well, of which, the, maybe speaking he's of which, coming I, towards them. No, I mean maybe yeah, actually, then maybe he'll solo shot one shot Gigantomachia and end the series. But yeah, that's you know you know you know why. What I was thinking. You know why Todoroki is ahead of Gang Orca even now at fourteen why? years old. Quirk singularity the theory. HPI. It's explained. Oh, I thought it was because the HPI. No, it's the quirk singularity theory. That's why. That's what these guys want to stop is fucking quirks getting more and more OP just because they're born from other OP quirks. Yeah. That was one. That was all for one's excuse for gaining power. Yeah, Todoroki's nice, like Brian. the poster child of quirk singularity okay. theory. <laughs> Nice. Well, the chapter ends with Gigantomachia. Just, <laughs> I mean, we didn't finish uh, the chapter with <laughs> arriving in the town, and uh, he's about to fuck everything up. Uh, we really winded down the road of sarcasm that Josh likes to go down. <laughs> oh, oh, 
<laughs> he swept us was away. Was that my bad, guys? <laughs> he swept us away, and we ended up on Naruto's headband fetish. <laughs> All right, hold on. Can I? Yeah, can right. I? Can I get my theory on what's going to happen with Giganto Machia? Please. All right, so look. All right. This guy, he got the fucking uh, sleeping potion or whatever inside of him, right? The more he moves, the more tired he gets. All these guys have to do is slow them down, is slow him down. They're not. And I think Uraka, no, Uraka has a good chance of figuring that out. I think she, I think she will play a good role in slowing down Gigantomachia at least. I don't know. It's so too- channel her, her inner it and make him float. Yeah, I get it. There's, <laughs> she ha- she probably has one Pennywise of the most name. like a- applicable like quirks right now to be able to slow him down at least. <laughs> I actually do agree with you, and I was thinking about that when I did read it uh, a few days ago. Uh, so we're we're on the same page with that. I, I do feel like that. So but I'm probably gonna but do. but the they problem is on his back. That's what I was gonna say. Ain't trying to let that shit rock. <laughs> and come on, they got Gabby. I feel like there's coming up salty, but he's not about to lose to none of these peewee heroes. (laughs) He needs to lose to 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 Todoroki, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you'd be satisfied if he loses to Speedman. He's they're not going to lose, obviously. Like, I feel bad, Ida. But Ida, Ida, Sam. I think I think there's they showed these guys for a reason. Like, My Hero Academia doesn't just show these guys just a fucking put emphasis on Actually, the situation. Brian, they do. They show them all the time for no reason. <laughs> so. No, but these guys, but these are like the original people, right? Like, and these are the only heroes, the only students that haven't gotten shine yet. I feel you. Everybody right. else has. That's, so, that's where my mind had went prior in, in other situations as well. I do applaud you that you still have the hope remaining. I mean, and. I'm truly jealous. For an edgelord, Brian has a lot of hope in a lot of things. He has a lot of hope. Yes, you do. I'm telling you, you absorb, you've been you've been taking in his edge week by week. I, I guess think. so. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so. I guess I've just the been same way my it. sarcasm is leaking now to y'all. No, that's just always been a thing with you. Just... <laughs> this is sarcasm. <laughs> Maybe my edge is if only, exactly... if only Christians. Work ethic would leak on to me, so I could write some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Ah, stop being so toxic. I don't know, man. Uh, here's the thing. You gotta be so. You gotta stop being toxic too, Brian. By virtue of loving my hero academia. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it's too early to take Gigantomachi off the board. I don't think these kids are really gonna have any attack. Like, it'd be too. I don't think he's. They're gonna have any effect on this guy. Um, I think he's just gonna walk right through them. Because uh, if he's walking through all these pro heroes, he's not gonna walk. He's not gonna not walk through these children. Even if they're not, a, not if the sleeping potion doesn't work at the right moment in, in the shonen in the shonen moment at the right shonen time. Yeah, if they believe enough that the that the thing works, it's gonna all work. Yeah. Do, all they have to do is slow him down. That's it. That's all my, I think. My do. specific theory for that matter is that you know how the Marvel universe has, excuse me, the one above all. Mm-hmm. There's there's a one above all in every shonen manga. And they're they're the ones that create the luck and fortune for these characters in certain situations. I mean, who knows? Uh, I I don't I don't despair. <laughs> I'm mad you take that seriously. I'm not gonna walk down your sarcasm road. <laughs> 
From here on out, I'm deflecting left and right. Volume two. <laughs> Chris yeah, doesn't take the bait. I take the bait. an hour and a half with just sarcasm, Josh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's a weird... I, I like the panel that it ended on. I think it's pretty dramatic. I, I no, it was... I'm worried. I'm actually very worried for this. Yeah, I don't it think... It looks crazy. I don't think these children are actually going to have an effect on, on Giganto Maki at all. Uh, I think, and, and Brian does. I think the point is that... And I'm like somewhere in the middle. If it's going to affect him, it's going to affect him around where the story is actually happening. Uh, yeah. So, who knows? I mean, who knows? It's It's good like that. It's not a bad thing at all. I'm actually kind of happy that I can't really tell what's going to happen. So. Yeah, My Hero Academia Shonen is the time. only series that I, I read that I really just cannot actually know what is actually going to happen I don't know about next. that. Chainsaw Man also does that. I think, you're, I think it's the only series? It's not the really? only series. It is the only One of the series. only series. It's the only series you read, really. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess... I guess you are right <laughs> about that. I mean, fair, fair point. That's very fair response, man. I like that. <laughs> but this was very suspenseful. Um, I'm glad Aizawa was still alive. We really thought he was dead. Oh, thank God! Man. Oh, for I, now. That's <laughs> if he doesn't die from blood loss. Arc's not over yet. Right? Cutting yeah. off his own fucking leg. No, here's you what's gonna happen. You know how the Japanese people are. Loss of limbs <laughs> is really no big deal. Exactly. <laughs> So I yeah. guess that's just something in their biology. Yeah, I want to. I want. I'm not. I'm here. Know. I'm here for robot leg. Uh, ro- robot leg Aizawa though. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, right. Endeavor's probably going to cauterize it, and that'll be the end of it. Um, but we got to move on. Uh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> yeah. we, we really went up and down the rabbit hole on this one, but uh, good chapter. Had a great time. It is time to randomize. I hope he turns his sword into some g-g-g-g-guns. Batman. Uh, this is Batman number 98. Uh, the Joker World Part 4. Uh, last we left... Hurlequin. Hurlequin. Last we left off, uh, the Batman was uh, poisoned by Punchline. And he and Harley Quinn it made him drink this tea that made him trip balls so that it could flush all that stuff out of his system. And... Um, <laughs> We get like this start out with uh, Catwoman finally waking up and just kind of chilling at the super secret villain hideout where every the secret villain uh, bunker everybody goes to whenever the Joker attacks. And um, we enter the dreamscape of Batman as he's talking to Alfred, who has passed away. And um, Alfred's trying to tell him, he's like, snap out of it, son. I'm dead. Uh, and meanwhile, Punchline just finds Harley Quinn even though this is supposed to be a super secret hideout. Um, and then uh, in the meantime, we get some character development from Bruce uh, as ba- as uh, Bruce explains that, like, he, uh, Alfred basically tells him, like, tell me what happened so far. And Alfred's like, well, he took all my money and he's using the money to make everybody watch the Zorro movie I watched when I was a kid before my parents died before he kills them all because what a dick and Alfred's like yeah he is a fucking asshole yeah he he I, yeah it clicked to me I have been very insensitive to this whole situation I'm just thinking yeah normal Batman stuff but then and when he said it like that to Alfred like kind of just oh man I'm going through this bullshit yo 
And I just, God damn, Bruce, you need a blunt, bro. <laughs> you, you need a blunt. You need to relax. Man. Yeah. You take a hot shower, regroup. For real. And I think that's that's what Alfred was basically trying to tell. Not Luke Hope. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, Harley Quinn and Punchline are just going at it, shooting each other, trying to kill each other. Um, and then at a certain point, both of their guns are taken out, and they just decide to do it, like, hand-to-hand. And um, the Punchline kind of just explains that, like, her backstory is, like, the difference between her and Harley Quinn is that, like, she, Harley Quinn kind of joined him because she was, she was, like, in love with him, but she actually believes in what the Joker stands for in that sense. And uh, Harley's like, you're now different from me. Here, He's a manipulator, and he's manipulating you. And then she punches the flying fuck out of Punchline. She ain't a good line, because she says, I fell in love. I, so I, I fell for his heart. You fell for his brain. Mm-hmm. He said, and uh, both of us, because he doesn't give a fuck, and he doesn't feel nothing. Exactly. Only for Batman. Only for being me. And then she just beats, <laughs> she just like ground and pounds her. <laughs> it's just like starting to beat the shit I was like you know what I, I'll prove you're wrong by killing Batman um, the Joker will really like me mm. yeah <laughs> as we People know have attitude. yeah um, and meanwhile uh, Batman's like back in his dreamscape talking to Alfred he's like I don't know what to do I failed he's won already he has all my money all that stuff and I'm pretty much uh, nothing without it and then imaginary Alfred just slaps the shit out of him and is like, you are Batman. Uh, you need to accept that the, <coughs> you need to accept the world you live in and accept what you can control. You need to accept that you cannot and did not save me and you cannot and you did not and cannot ex, uh, save your parents. But you can save yourself, you know. And uh, basically, you may have like you may be losing now, but every life you save is a victory against death. Um, and as long as you're fighting, it means something. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have or whatever. What makes Batman is your resiliency, essentially. And that's when Batman wakes up as Punchline is approaching him, and Punchline is just like, "Wait, shit! What? You're up?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "But the toxin <laughs> in your system is like that has no control over me. I'm Batman." In this cool little panel, I did like this. Uh, that the Batman is in his cape. It's very bad. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And he just beats up Punchline, and that's the end of that. Um, and he just, like, activates his back computer and is like, call all of my friends, my Nakama, and we're going to take down the Joker together. And meanwhile, in the Ice Palace cafe thing, Catwoman assembles all of the villains and is like, let's all go fuck up the Joker together. And that's where the issue ends. Um... I actually like this. I feel like um, I, I was in the same mode as Josh where I was like, oh man, I guess I wasn't sensitive to the whole Batman thing, that what he was going through this whole time. But uh, this issue kind of made it a little more um, clear to me, you know, all that stuff. I like the little speech that he gives him. Uh, we may make all these jokes about how Alfred's inevitably going to be back. But um, at this point, you know, for what it means to the story, Right now, it's it's pretty much a big deal, and I'm glad they got this moment to mourn him. But um, I'm yeah, glad. that's what that's what this chapter was for me. It was a it gave me some finality 
on Alfred because I had the feels when I was at the reading. I was like, okay, I can move. I, I feel like he's actually dead now. I know just some cheap shit that happened. But yeah. give us some type of reaction and sell comps, right? Yeah. And the other thing they left me off with was uh, Selena. I think this is going to start a road to Selena being like a bad guy again. Not really. Who knows? Um, I would yeah. hope not. We'll see, though. I'd like to we'll think see. that this is a more optimistic thing than it sounds, you know, because she's still hanging with Batman. Like, she's still on his team. So, yeah. And I think it's supposed to be like a positive thing for Batman as opposed to anything else. So He, he wanted to call in everybody. The whole bat. I think he was representing the Bat family, and Selena should have been a part of that, and she didn't get that call. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe. Um, but that's I, why I feel that way. Who knows? But um, that's all I gotta say about Batman. I'm glad that it's actually kind of shaping up to be like a war. This whole time has just been like the singular battle. So I'm glad that like it's finally taking it at its word here. Um, but that's all I gotta say. Anything else before we go? It's time to randomize. The champ is here! World Trigger. Uh, these are World Trigger chapter 200 and 201. The first of which is chapter 200, Ruko Shinoda. Oh, Ruka Shinoda. Sorry. Didn't mean to. Yeah, this, this, this is a super text-heavy one. Kind of just setting up a little bit of exposition for the next chapter. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I don't want to say it was a disappointing chapter by any means, but certainly an uneventful one. So, Well, this is actually very eventful, um, I would argue. I think the next chapter is a little more so, but, you know, we can get through this one. I'm going to do long story short type of deal. Last we left off, Jin wanted uh, Osamu and Yuma to meet somebody. And coincidentally, that's when a car kind of pulls up outside and this girl pops out. And her name is Ruko Shinoda. Uh, she comes in with Shinoda and Shinoda's assistant. And... Um, it turns out Ruko is uh, Yotaro's uh, blood relative, his his sister, and which is strange because they have different last names. Um, and it turns out like they are related by blood, but he, but Rindo is not related to Yotaro, and Ruko is not related to Shinoda. Um, long story short, here they were apparently uh, relatives of someone who was who was an acquaintance of Border. And so these kids kind of were taken in and adapt, adopted by uh, Ruka, by Shinoda and Rindo so they could allow them to live in border and, you know, all that stuff. But that's, like, just a cover. Um, there's this moment where, like, it's revealed that uh, Yotaro has a try-on body. And that, that was the first sign where I was like, wait a minute, why does, why does Yotaro... Yeah, that's interesting. Why does Yotaro yeah. have one? Uh, but yeah, uh, at that point, that's when um, we get a little bit of explanation. She is neither related to Shinoda and Rindo. Uh, they are related to their relatives of people who were friends of Border. And it turns out that wasn't the person that Jin wanted them to meet uh, because it turns out the people that they want to meet is uh, Gallipola, uh, the agents from Gallipola that are still in the orbit of meeting the Earth the neighbor word for, I guess, Earth. Um, they're still around. Meaden. Meaden. And that's That's where, funny because isn't that what they call... Isn't that what they call Earth in, in, in Thor's... Uh, no. With the Asgard's? No, Asgard's... They call beer mead. 
Mead, don't yeah, they? No, yeah, we're Midgard. Well, in, uh, is that why I call it? Is that why I call it Mead though? Because it's from Midgard. No, Mead is like an old. Isn't beer made in Midgard? It's an old word for Mead is M E A D. It's it's made out of it's it's an old word for beer, or maybe like um, the Viking word for beer or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, then we start chapter two hundred and one, Yotaro Rindo, part three. Um, yeah, this is when shit gets. Really? Yeah, this, all right, this is where things really kind of... So it turns out, we, we flash back to a few days earlier. Um, the Gallipola guys are kind of doing like a little recon mission on on, uh, on Earth. So uh, the agents Rata and Reggie uh, land on Earth and they start to do some reconnaissance when they are spotted by Yodoro, who is just hanging out with Jin and, uh, and Branch uh, Director Rindo. And uh, in long story short, short mode, um, they ask uh, the Galapola soldiers to kind of ignore after Kator's uh, orders to to continue their assault on Meden. Um, and it's kind of interesting because if you aren't familiar, after Kator, the big, like I guess, final boss in a way of World Trigger, they are this big powerful military nation that employs a bunch of little other nations in the neighbor world. And he's basically saying like, Hey, tell, stop trying to attack us and we'll make you a deal. Essentially. Um, your people couldn't get in, you know, you try to attack our ship as opposed to people, which we appreciate essentially. So, um, we would rather avoid further civilian casualty. So please, don't attack us, and in exchange, we'll delay our attack for 50 days. And um, at that point, Osama's like, wait, was that really okay? Can we?" Yeah, the away trip, yeah. Yeah, why can't we, you know, are, is it okay to promise that, to delay the away trip for their sake? And they basically explained, like, yeah, they were going to do it anyway because we still have this election exam as well as uh, a bunch of research and a bunch of public relationship we have to handle before we can actually do the away mission. So... It was always going to take that long anyway, but they didn't know that. Um, but uh, in that case, you know, he basically is like, well, if, if this deal seems too sweet for you, you could do something else, you know, because they start to kind of think about it as like, this this seems a little nice for this us. This is way too chill. Yeah. Yeah, because they can, basically, way too easy. they can basically go to their bosses and say our mission was accomplished and they won't get any in any trouble from their from their bosses for failing. Um, and basically it was like, well, what you can do, you could give us information on any other neighboring nations that could attack us and would actually attack our citizens so that we can plan for it. Um, and, uh, they basically agree to it under one condition. They also throw in information about how Meaden got a mother trigger, which is actually kind of interesting. And I never thought of if. Yeah, place. I didn't have thought about that either. I thought, wow, we I thought we just had a regular planet, but yeah, uh, apparently, for those of you who don't remember, because it's been a while since it's been explained, uh, every world in World Trigger is is kept alive and functional by a mother trigger. Um, it's a person with extreme high tri- levels of trion that can essentially make up the planet's matter by themselves because of their sheer power. 
they sacrificed their lives in order to do it. But yeah, that's the point. Um, and Meaden's mother trigger comes from uh, it. It all started with the story where the little uh, three little circles on their insignia represent the three uh, allied nations to Meaden: uh, Dexia, Meson, and Aristera. Um, and Aristera was destroyed five years ago in a war, but the and their mother trigger was handed down to their princess and uh, to their newborn prince at the time. And it looks like Mikhail, uh, the other neighbor that lives in Tamakoma. Um, and they have the mother trigger, and because they were basically refugees on our in border, the exchange was, yeah, you could live here safely, just give us the mother trigger, and that's where they got the mother trigger. And it turns out, <laughs> the shock of all shocks, Yotaro is the newborn prince, and Rugo was the princess. <laughs> so yeah, Yotaro and Ruko were na- neighbors this entire time. Um, and that's where the chapter ends. It's just revealing that fact, which is... So isn't the mother trigger supposed to be a person? I don't know. That's where I got confused. I'm hoping that like maybe next chapter... I think, I think they're going to clarify that mm-hmm. when the time is necessary. So I'm leaving that a little open. Maybe the after you become the mother trigger, you become a thing. Just like when you become a black trigger. Like you become like a, an object. Um, but uh, Yeah, so... This is with this, with, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> no, what I got from this, this month's two issues was that their team is heavily entrenched in neighbors and... You know, we already seen, I mean, you know, this isn't anything brand new. I mean, Tamakoma straight up had a fight with Border in, in, as one of the earlier arcs. And it was actually really dope. Like, you know, the, the fight, too. It was, like the, it was before the rank war started and all of that. Mm-hmm. So there's always been friction between them. But that's not something that's going to change. And it's going to play a major role later. Now. Yeah. Like, Border, I, and, and I think that there's more to border not wanting to work with neighbors at all in any capacity. You know what I'm saying? Like, be hot thoughts towards them than other than just, oh, you know, we were there untrustworthy because they hurt us. I think there's something deeper along with that, too. The fact that they have to be all... See- you know what? No, that's not true because Tamakoma's cool with branching out to the neighbors, but, you know, they, they still... Border still work has no neighbor agents. Not to all of the agents, but you know, to the higher ups. They know about the engineer kid. I'm sure they know about the princess and the dude, and they know about the mother trigger that they got from the mm-hmm. other city. So I don't know. I still think that there's a lot of friction there that's gonna be a big deal. But I don't know. Kinda interesting. That's why I said I don't I feel like this wasn't a super eventful um two issues. It's more just set up because I think it was like, okay, you guys should know that. There is neighbor royalty here, mm-hmm. branch, and that's going to play a role. Yeah, I um I like these two chapters a lot. Um, I I appreciated that they they were able to capitalize on these small connections with uh with Rindo and the kids mm. and Yotaro being more important than he was. It kind of makes sense because Yotaro is actually fully aware of his backstory. It's not like a shock to him, which explains his like behavior. And why he is this confident, cocky little kid. Um, 
I really liked it. It uh, World Trigger is a very intelligent series. Um, I like how it lays down these little plot points and delivers on them. Um, but yeah, that's all I gotta say. I'm I'm honestly, I'll give it my uh, RGC. Certified I did like RGC. It a lot. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah, I mean, so awesome. <laughs> but um, with that being, yeah, that's. I mean, that gets it for me as well. Um, but I guess with that being said, uh, ready to move on. It's time to randomize. Hmm. Cable. Uh, the X-Book starting with Cable. The X-Book. Number three. Uh, number four, sorry. Um, last we left off, we, uh, visited the kingdom of Staten Island, where the king of the monsters, Deadpool, was holding the dead body of one Nathan Summers. Uh, Cable made a deal with these space people, these space robots, in order to get Cable's time machine in exchange for that big epic sword that they carry. And um, we get, we basically actually get the backstory for the Space Knights. Uh, apparently, on the planet Galador, there's this prison system where, like, if criminals get caught, they're, they get their brains carved out and implanted into these robot warriors to serve the state for however many years and uh once you end your sentence they they just kill you you know like they give you the guys that you're going to be safe but they just kill you in the end but the smart ones kind of just realize that and leave uh that's what these three did and um they went into stasis after they escaped uh after they stole the sword and escaped uh and they went into stasis and in that time their planet galador was destroyed um and uh, yeah, that's basically their backstory. And it turns out those three aren't the only survivors. There's a bunch of them. So because they were trying to like double cross them, it got it just got a little harder. Um, so they decided to um, you know separate everybody from the rest of the world from the rest of the world, like get out of the city because they've implanted a bomb. Apparently, Cable, before he died, the adult Cable, replaced his time machine with a nuke in his arm. And, um... Because he knew? Yeah, because he knew. Kind of. Um, it's interesting what they imply here, um, that old Cable and young Cable were kind of in on it uh, in this long game. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's interesting. Um... So yeah, they basically do the whole thing and they're like, I'll show you how to use the time machine. And uh, Cable just activates the bomb and he kills all of the space knights involved and he takes the sword away from them anyway. It explodes, all of the space knights <laughs> are dead. And uh, Cable... He just suns the time Yeah, dude. Uh, Cable and Esme escape and, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of sort of happy ending. We get a little bit of a post uh, a little bit of uh, you know one of them informational pages where it turns out before they died uh, the Space Knights of Galador sent it to one more named Zarek um, so he got a message and there's still at least one of these Space Knights out there and he's going to be pissed obviously for sure yeah. and, we'll uh, see about that because Cable has the light of Galadon Galador Galador um, 
So yeah, Cable returns home and he has his dinner with the Summers family after he's like, are you sure? So Nathan, um, Cyclops is like, are you sure? It's like, oh, mom, you're home. Nice. <laughs> Not staying over at Logan's tonight? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, chilling with Logan? No, he's in Canada yeah. being killed by Canadian hillbillies? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they sit down for dinner and that's where the issue ends. Um, I actually like this quite a bit. Uh, I actually, it feels like, um, cable in its own way is like kind of contributing to the overall story. I thought this was going to be like a weird superfluous type of deal, but it's not. Yeah. But you know, the sword has, uh, 10 of sword. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I have both of my pets right here. I don't know if you can. I can't see both of your pets. Your needy pets. Let's go. Uh, we now move on to New Mutants. Um, and last we left off with New Mutants, uh, there is this new organization, like a news organization called Docs, where they are just doxing mutants so that people with prejudices could hunt them down and hurt them. Um, and this issue involves the New Mutants going over to confront them on this. Um, they basically just storm the office and um, and basically threaten these guys to just fucking cut it out because what they do is fucked up and they shouldn't be doing it. Uh, and we actually kind of get a little bit of Glob's backstory. I never knew about Glob. Um, Neither have I. Glob's this like kind of background character in the Wolverine and the X-Men books. Uh, he was kind of this bully character. and Oh. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. We never got a reason why up till now. Uh, apparently, he was born normal. Uh, and he grew up in a mutant-hating home. And uh, at some point, he mutated. And his father didn't like him and didn't want him anymore and, and abused That's him. That's fucked up. And, uh, yeah, that's when his mom kind of just, like, took him away and brought him to uh, the Xavier household, uh, the Xavier house. And at that point, that's why he was such a bully, because he was raised to hate mutants and all that stuff. So uh, it took him a while to finally come around and stop hating himself. It's a lot about that. Uh, Glob is just transferring his anger on, onto the mutants that he went to school with because he was raised to hate them. So, um, it's kind of relevant in a way, you know, uh, I imagine there's a lot of people who are like that, who come from these families. Is there a reason there's like two, like four metal, like black rods sticking out the head of magic? Is there, <laughs> I don't think is there a, a point to it or is it I like think those aesthetic? are just like crowns maybe, like a little crown thing. I think it's... Is that what horns. that is? Is it, is it like on her... I don't, think it, head? I don't think it comes from her body. I think she wears wears it. <laughs> um, but in any case, that was New Mutants. Um, and we move on to our final X book, Wolverine. Um, Wolverine. Let's that, give the people what they want. Straight Wolverine action. Yeah. Um. So last we left off, Wolverine was just kind of abducted by vampires and they're just feeding on his blood because apparently his blood... He lost heart to some hillbilly. Yeah. To well, some regular normal people. No, he let them... Well, he was drugged and he let them kill him. He lost. 
he, he lost it. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, they're just like drinking his blood and using his blood because it makes him stronger. Um, and you know, the rest of the issue plays like they the vampires are just making a vampire army, and Wolverine is actually rescued by these vampire children who are trying to be rebels. Um, and you know, standard. It's, it, it doesn't. This issue doesn't feel like it breaks the mold at all. Um, it's it's fine, but it's not crazy. These kids save his life. Coincidentally, there happens to be vampires that don't want to drink blood of humans, um, and he brings them basically to the vampires that are causing trouble, and they fight for a while. And all these actually, actually, all these kids end up fucking getting killed by their vampire. Marvel, right? Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Goddamn. But Wolverine manages to kill them all in exchange, and then he he just like walks away. Um, I guess this is like what I thought Cable would be, where it's just kind of like these Wolverine stories that aren't particularly special in a way, but they're not bad. But there is like a weird post credit esque sequence where Wolverine's walking through the woods, and then he's taken by the Rainbow Bridge, Thor's Rainbow Bridge, and I guess teleported away. Maybe it's an X of Swords thing, but I don't know. Um. Oh, that looks like uh, that's the Bifrost, is it not? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, I think it gets taken by the Bifrost. I don't know if it's like related to X of Swords, but that's what happens there. Um, the X books were all good this week, honestly. They were like fun reads. Um, I'm less enthusiastic about Wolverine, but it is what it is. Um, that's all I have to all I have to say about the X books. You guys want to move on? No, I'm really interested in what's going on with Wolverine. Hmm. Should okay. Uh, that's different. I'm I do wonder if I had something to do with tennis, so it's. I'm excited about but with Thor like, as well, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about like the Rainbow Bridge thing, but I wasn't crazy about um, the vampire story. I guess is what I was saying. No, I didn't care for the vampire stuff. Just the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, just the Rainbow Bridge. The Asgardian, you know, crap, crossover stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, it's time to randomize. You said, "Is this ice, <laughs> dickhead? Is it cold?" Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 119, the Shibuya incident, part 37. Uh, all right, it's time to explain powers chapter. Shibuya meltdown. <laughs> okay, so basically, it, it starts off with Sukuna being like, there's two different attacks, that, uh, two different slashing attacks that Sukuna has. The first is, def- is uh, a default smash called disma- uh, slash called dismantle, the other is cleave which can be adjusted depending on the target's toughness and cursed energy level to cut them down in one fell swoop. Um, and then we get an explanation of his domain. Uh, the, <laughs> the malevol- <laughs> this is the malevolent shrine. Uh, essentially, it's an open domain. So usually with domains in Jujutsu Kaisen, there's a barrier to entry so people won't escape and things can't come in. Uh, Sukuna doesn't have either of that. Uh, he just has this open domain. Anybody can just kind of fall into it, but uh, and anybody can get out of it. There's a theoretical escape route. Um, but in exchange for that, uh, 
there's a maximum radius of 200 meters and everything that's in it just hits surefire you can't escape it if you're in the range um, yeah did, did we say that this was bleach before because it is this is literally bleach it's with a, no plot hole it's no a, plot hole beach bleach yeah it's a better the sword. Um, can you stop can you can you get off this table Coco? thank you <laughs> thank you you are doing a whole lot um sorry guys so, you know, he activates the Malevolent Shrine and he apparently takes out just regular people, which is kind of strange. He has like, um, he, he puts the conditions of his, his uh, Malevolent Shrine and for anything with cursed energy within range, cleave for an animate object's dismantle. So I don't know what that means for like regular people. Uh, I was a little mm. confused about that, why these regular people got drawn into it. I think just because it cuts everything up in that, area you understand how fucking dumb that sounds as far as like uh, how powerful you are standpoint and a scientific standpoint i want to be honest with you he cut everything up within that radius in that what a moment yeah or two yeah that's like marvel and dc superhero levels of power right there yeah he nuked it he nuked like like, blocks and he blocks yeah, he's, 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 uh, I don't know the math there, but he's up there. He's up there with the best of them, probably, off, off of that. Yeah. Alone. And, um, with the Maharaga, it just, like, continuously cuts it. Like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, rada, 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 style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. But, uh, the Maharaga kind of survives all that. And the only way to defeat Maharaga is to slaughter it with a new attack before it can adapt. Uh, and because it adapted to cleave, uh, to like slashing attacks in general, uh, he was able to do this weird explody attack and take it out for good. Um, Hit him with the same fire move ended this dude with, <laughs> with his own element. That was mad funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I like this ability. I'm going to end you with this one, too. This this is the one I like to use. Mm-hmm. That's his Ganondorf spike right there. Pretty much. And then uh, he walks up to this other dude, and he's like, what are you looking at? Be gone. And this guy, um, Haruta Shigemo, he ha- his cursed technique is apparently stores sword miracle. So he sees these little, like, happy coincidences throughout the day and it stores up in his body until like his life's in danger and he he just he's just basically like the black cat he just stores up luck kind of yeah yeah <laughs> but uh he used all his luck when he was fighting the uh the the knife dude and so sukuna was Who was the knife dude remember the guy um i forget his name the the teacher guy that uh, that was really close with Itadori and um, the one I remember he can he his knife hits like if he hits a certain area on your body it's the most effective. oh yeah he fought against him mm-hmm. damn he used the ball his luck against that guy huh yeah and it's all done it took me oh like, man yeah yeah well anyway yep he gets cut pretty badly it's not great yeah like in half mm-hmm. But like this way, like that way down. Not hey, not hey. I don't like how you're saying. Like that way, like 
Oh man, that's like one of the worst ways. Mm-hmm. You go out, he's walking and just splits open. And I was like, oh yeah, he was in his his area, flashing. Yep. So, and uh, the chapter ends with um, the principal of the Jujutsu High School finding Fushigoro, who's like fine now, and as well as Itadori, who's back to normal. It seems. Um, I it took me a minute to realize, but I guess this little panel here was. Uh, was Sukuna withdrawing again? Like, and Itadori yeah, going away. Back. Yeah, yeah. His face looked kind of weird in that last panel. I don't understand what that facial expression supposed to be. I just kind of ultimately chalked it up to just uh, kind of hmm. like not really anything serious going on. Just kind of like a hmm, I'm in thought type of face. I think he just like is reeling from the fact that Sukuna had his body for that long. You know what I mean? Like he had that I don't think he's. I, I don't. I don't think you Is Itadori back now? Yeah. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that like he transformed back into Itadori? Um, Maybe it's just starting to wear off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like just just well wore off. Yeah. Ah oh, man, crazy. They yeah. fed him all them fingers. Yeah. Um. I like this chapter. It's kind of hard sometimes for me to like really connect with Jujutsu Kaisen because it's such a like, it's like mostly explaining. Yes. A lot of it is explanation. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I did, I thought it was really cool. I mean, Sukuna's power is, is appropriately broken for his stature in the series. It's like Bankai. Like, let me use this ability that, Transforms the area around us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does the magic, but uh, not just sword fighting. It's all for sure. Good, good chapter. Nonetheless, it's time. Yeah, it was fun. It's time to randomize. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Doctor Stone. Uh, this is Doctor Stone chapter. Oh jeez. Oh fuck. When is this chapter title? Whatever. Koromu Part 5. Koromu Part 5. Um, Senku is down. They're building an airstrip yes. on the Perseus. Um, and uh, now the kids are... Uh, we get like a little scene with Luna talking to Senku and making a deal with him. Is like, if I save your life, will you be my boyfriend? Aha! Aha! Yeah, LOL for that one. Yeah, and it turns out... I was like, man, Shorty's about to get dubbed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he only loves science. Um, and uh, basically, she calls her allies. It's basically like, Senku's my boyfriend now. And because this guy is such a fucking simp, he's like, I don't care if she's with a guy. I'm going to help her and save her life no matter what. Um, yeah, the, the, the guy they caught from the other side that tied you brought along. Yeah, Yo, I thought it was mad funny how, like, when Ukyo heard it at first, that nigga was like, huh, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. That nigga, you know, that they was in a relationship. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. Um, so, basically, they have him uh, draw, the like, a little bit of a blueprint of the hideout so they know where to go and all that stuff when they infiltrate. Um they're like, how are we going to get the message to Gen? And Gen has sneaked in one of the uh, transceivers that they built in the last arc to communicate. So he knows exactly what's going on. So 
but uh, he he gets interrupted by Zeno just like yelling about how his uh, his weapon is complete and uh, the project is going to be put into full uh, into action. So yeah, and it's at that moment back at Perseus, uh, Stanley comes through with his biplane, and uh, Senku and Ryusui, I think his name is get on the biplane of their own and launch in for a dog fight. And that's where Dr. Stone ends. Um, Sengu is apparently back to fighting strength. Oh, and there is this funny little scene where Luna's sitting down contemplating what just happened. <laughs> she's, yeah, right? She's like, okay. She's like, it's not like he's the type that would just say that. Right? <laughs> just just to, just just to so reach a goal? Yeah. He's not some type of slime ball thirst bucket like that, right? And everybody's like... And they're like, uh... Yeah. I ain't saying he. I ain't saying he. I ain't saying he is, but I also not saying he not. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like when you say I ain't gonna put a finger, but there's <laughs> an elbow. Yeah, he got a. Uh, he. It was revealed that like he got married and divorced to, to suit his goals. So that was a funny moment for her to realize, like, oh shit. Yeah, this doesn't mean anything, does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so battle's gonna begin um, this was actually a very funny chapter to me I really like the stuff with Luna in the middle being like well, he's not a piece of shit is he he's, he didn't just say that so I would save his life and they're like mm, yeah yes yes sir yes he yeah. is yes sir um, but that was uh, Black Clover uh, not Black Clover Dr. Stone um, fun little chapter thought it was very funny uh, it's time Burn the witch. The witch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you guess that? Or did you? Well, there's only two left. <laughs> I did. I had I had burned the witch open, but you know, it's not a big deal. Good guess. I like the color page that they had. Very, very cute. Yeah. Very cute. Um, it uh, it starts off where we learn about this lady named uh, Macy Baljor, uh, a former band member of Cecil Die Twice. Um, oh sh- oh man! Who is Ninny's band? Uh, she Ninny. left. She left the band. There was a big blowout fight, and uh, you know she's just chilling, watching the TV, watching the news story of what happened, and uh, something destroys her TV, and she's like, "Thank you for destroying my TV." I'm like, "No, <laughs> don't destroy my TV." Uh, and we get a little bit of exposition. Uh, apparently, dragons are. Basically, the dinosaurs from the Flintstones, where if they're not dark dragons, they basically just serve various purposes around the world, um, or at least reverse London in general, where some of them yeah. are just like pots for plants, and some of them are like radio wave boosters and pool cleaners, I guess. <laughs> um, you get it. But yeah. Uh, in the front page of the paper, Ni- Nihashi had more uh, shine than Nini, so there's that usual stick. I think that's their like comedic um, back and forth. Is just like no matter what Nini does, uh, Nihashi gets the credit for it. Um, Yo, there's a dragon that makes water. That's true. There's a dragon. His name is Buttercase. Yeah, he's the pool cleaner. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, so they got called into work on a Saturday for extra pay. Um, 
And it turns out that there's an illegally reared dragon that they have to take care of. And because they are part of the Piper's side of the organization, their job is to uh, raise dragons and make sure they don't turn into dark dragons. And an illegally reared dragon is kind of their department. So they go off to pursue it. Um, and they're in like, they're in reverse London still, right? That's what I'm confused about. Um, and they see somebody destroying the realists, which is this news pro news uh, station that was reporting the band's breakup. And uh, it turns out, shock of all shocks, the person responsible for the attack and for this dragon is Macy. Uh, cool. And it turns out she has a dragon. Macy, you remember her last? Macy Bull. No. <laughs> I just said <laughs> it. I said it like five minutes ago and I don't remember it. Um, so yeah, Macy has a dragon and, you know, she's destroying shit because fuck these guys for printing that story. Bulljour. Bulljour. Um, and they tell her to surrender the dragon. She doesn't. And that's when Nihashi just shoots it in the fucking face with like a non-lethal spell. Um, and um, after seeing that she's just hanging out with a girl of any kind, uh, Macy just throws a desk at them <laughs> entirely. Um, apparently she has feelings for Nini and uh, Nini's like you know what I'm just gonna go take her from the roof I'm gonna go attack from the roof and she goes for the roof but then she's attacked and a big, big ass explosion comes up from the roof knocking Nini out and it turns out to be uh, Renji or I mean sorry Grimjaw I mean Bruno oh <laughs> oh His name man is. you get me excited I thought maybe I missed the page of course not. <laughs> and that's Grim Joe. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, they're going to have to face off against this Bruno character. Um, I, I actually like this chapter quite a bit. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of warming up to Burn the Witch. Um, I've heard like conflicting things. Apparently, Burn the Witch is going to be a movie. Is it going to be a full anime series? I'm not really positive on that. I've seen like it's, it's going to be in theaters. Or maybe it's just going to be a three-episode run. I'm not entirely sure. But if it's going to be an anime series, I'm kind of, like, invested. I'd watch it. I don't know. Something about it. It feels like vintage-esque kind of bleach where I am starting. It to looks like it might be both, but I think it's most definitely going to be a movie, at least. Like to start, it could be doing like a Dragon Ball Super kind of thing where it starts with a movie and then becomes an anime. But for now, it looks like most of the news is movie first, hmm. then maybe anime. All right, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it honestly. Uh, it's not that it's blowing my mind, but it's just like a fun little read to me. Um, I'm appreciating it. I read the one shot that actually kind of helped out a lot is that I reread the one shot and I read everything all together. Yeah. Because the one shot is kind of, they kind of build off of the one shot. So. No, for sure. I, that's what I did before I even read the first shot. I yeah. The I'm a little slower on that. So, uh, so good. but that's all I got to say about burn the witch. Anything else? It's time to randomize. Hmm. Bloody cross. <laughs> Black Clover. 
Um, this is Black Clover chapter 200 and, oh, geez, 262 Turbulent Conference. Um, Meeting of the captain. Yeah. Last we the left. The first division, the second division, third division. How many were there in Bleach? <laughs> there were like 13. 13? There were a lot. The 13 captains. Um, but last we left off in Black Clover, uh, the vice captain of the Black Bulls, Natched or Nacked, has been um, has been introduced, and uh, he's basically offering Asta to train him in the Devil's power. And um, the little Devil himself, uh, Gilo, Gimoldelo, Gimodelo, is like doors. Honestly, yeah, he looks like a little Adventure Time monster. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Um, <laughs> he's like very chill. Yeah. And uh, he seems to have a better relationship with Gimodelo than Asta does with his devil. And uh, he explains this entire time he's been undercover at the Spade Kingdom, which is why nobody has ever seen him. Uh, and the reason he doesn't hang out at the Black Bulls headquarters is because he hates Yami. But in a cool, nonchalant way. <laughs> you know? Um, not, in a, not in a literally hates him, but in a very funny, haha, I hate him. But, um, yeah, he's like, I want you to train me how to use the devil's power. And, he, and he's like, well, at this point, I don't really see any talent in you, even though you're the main character. Hmm. Hmm. I can't hmm. wait for you to prove me wrong. Hmm. You have a whole dark arm. Yeah. The devil. Yeah. But no. Hmm. But no. Uh, and meanwhile, the next day, he tells Asta to get some rest. And, and the next day, the captain's of the Clover Kingdom mages, magic knights all convene, you know included. Um, he's there in... Yeah, this his captain got snatched the fuck up and he's vice captain. Yeah. So, yeah, they're discussing what they're going to do and Jack the Ripper is like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to go do what my character ar archetype does and just fuck off and try to do it myself. And be really aggressive. <laughs> And they're all just tropes galore. Yeah, and Noel is like, "Stop! We have to think this through sensibly." And I just realized how stupid Nozel's fucking front ponytail looks like. It really, yeah, it really annoys me sometimes. It's really dope. And Fuego Leon is just like, "Calm down! I'm the real leader here. I'm the mature one." Um, and that's when uh, Notch shows up with Asta, ending the chapter and saying like. I don't suppose you could quiet down a while, captains. Um, and that's where the chapter ends. I guess Notch is probably going to share some intel he got from the Spade Kingdom. Um, I thought this chapter was pretty solid. I, we finally got our uh, nonchalant good guy character in Notch. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a while. Kinda. I figured uh, it would take us a while to get to them. The, eye, the always eyes closed villain. Oh, not villain, uh, good guy. But, um, yeah, hey, no big, <laughs> lighthearted. I'm not taking this serious until I'm very, very, yeah. Um, but that was Black Clover. I, I actually enjoyed this. It's again, yeah, it seems like we've re we really shit it on Clover just now, but, um, we I do it every week. It, but it's been a long podcast, so you know, usual stuff. The captains met up and they're about to plan something, yeah. Um, 
It was a transitory chapter. It is what it is. I had a good time reading it, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm always down for a rescue arc. It's my bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that being said, that has been Black Clover. And that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I, this was a like, really long episode, but I appreciate you guys sticking us around. Um, you can find me at the Chris Espinal at b.esp at jdcole underscore 37. Follow the show itself at New Jump City. Uh, like, subscribe if you liked this episode. Um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, guys.